Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me this evening is Liam. Bonjourno. Uh, Timbo Slice. Good evening. And AMG form extraordinaire, Chris. Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> you get a full title. I don't care little I do. about the other two. <laughs> my my full, fullest of full titles. <laughs> Your weekend name. Your weekend name, absolutely. <laughs> so... Spoiler alert, we might be talking about the Games Expo a little bit today. <laughs> no, absolutely, this is it. We'll be uh, super nice to Chris uh, up until we get knocked out of Swiss. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, then the gloves come off. Yeah, round two, right? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you joke, but that's what happened at the last UK Nationals. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I lost my first game, and then round two, uh, me and OJ met on the bottom tables and kind of did that Spider-Man pointing meme at each other. Was uh, like, no, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> that's the worst. So, yeah, uh, funny games. Uh, but yeah, I think before we get on to Games Expo, we've got a few other bits we're going to touch on, weren't we? Shall we hit the um, Star Wars celebration thing first? Because I've not really looked much at that. So you can talk about it, Tim. I tried to have a quick glance before, but I couldn't see much. Yeah. It just seems like cool Star Wars stuff. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I've I've been pretty busy myself, but I've I've caught a few bits of um, uh, information. I think the biggest bit that will obviously um, interest most of our listener base being sort of European is that Celebrations is coming to London next April. Uh, London. Yeah, so it's in the XL Centre, which is where they host Salute. Um, uh, what's salute so salute is the uk's largest independent tabletop wargaming show so, oh, more to the point though on the facebook page someone has cosplayed as a gunk droid oh yeah yeah there's, <laughs> there's some great if you go to like is it star wars always i think is one of the facebook pages and there's some really good cosplay there um and you know we we, we might have to um do a patron just so that we can uh crowdfund a cad bane cosplay for liam <laughs> yeah no because he'd like that i'd rather get him something to make him sad uh, like make him have a wash but yeah other, otherwise celebrations wasn't i mean i think uh we, we got skeleton crew which is a it's a group of kids in the galaxy and jude laws in it as well so maybe just a bit more of a sort of kid aimed star wars TV series with I don't know some sort of spin on it, but that sounds interesting. Uh, the Cassian Andor trailer looked awesome. Mm, really, yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to that because I think that's going to show Star Wars in a completely different light. It's going to show more of a um, you know sort of underground element and sort of resistance and like obviously the rebellion in you know the early days. Um, so I'm yeah super excited for that. Um, they announced um, the next series of Bad Batch as well. Yep, yeah, Bad Batch season two, isn't it? Yeah, yep. They also announced uh, Ahsoka. Yep. Yeah, they they talked about it before, but they revealed who Sabine was and a little bit more about the show, but not too much because I think it's still under embargo. But the uh, the actress they got to play Sabine, I mean, she's like <laughs> not even not even in makeup. You know, she's a like the facial, you know, the the, the facial makeup, the facial construction is pretty good like a, a, you heard a, it here first guys the actor <laughs> who got to play sabine has a face <laughs> good well, you, know, you know sometimes you look at uh well let, let's we'll use uh obi-wan and, and this is fairly spoiler free because we've seen seen the trailers but the um the person who plays the grand inquisitor 
Mm. You know, fair. I haven't watched any of the episodes yet. I got like I promised the boy I'd watch it with him. So need to wait a little bit. But um, the person who you know, the actor who plays the Inquisitor, is a little. His face is a little fuller and a little more round compared to what we're used to from the cartoons. Now I know cartoons are you know different media, well, different everything. Hang but on. when you you say cartoons, but we've got a very very already good live action. Is it a Powen? Cad Bane is, is Revenge of the Sith. I know oh, is it? It's because they land on Utapo and he's greeted by the same race as the Grand Inquisitor. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm there going. That's why I'm upset with the current Inquisitor. But again, but this goes. This sort of more sort of proves my point, right? Like you've got, and uh, you 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 have this this. You know, four seasons of history of a show that people thoroughly enjoyed and and you know grew up with, if you will, and it's their Star Wars, uh, and you've got this character in there who is a big part of that, and you you know what he looks like. You can close your eyes and go, I know what the Grand Inquisitor looks like, and then you see him in in Obi Wan, or at least in the trailers, and you go, okay, that's not really what I would imagine, but you know, it is what it is. But then you know, looking at they had uh, the the actress. I forget her name. I apologize, but the actress who was playing Sabine, as well as um, uh, Rosie Perez, who plays Ahsoka. Is it Rosie Perez? Might be. I might be getting my names wrong. Uh, but the actress who plays Ahsoka, as well, and and the Rosario the lady, Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the the lady they've got playing Sabine, like her face, looks like Sabine. Like once you get her in proper makeup and you know hair and makeup, I mean she'll probably like I can see her being a dead ringer for it. They've done a really solid job casting, at least from a visual point of view. Now, like, hopefully, I don't know whatever uh, I don't know what other work she's done, but hopefully, you know, she can bring the uh, bring the, the acting chops to it. Which you know, come on, it's it's Disney, it's Star Wars. They're not gonna hopefully not hire someone who's just based on looks. They gotta no. tell a story. They gotta tell a story, right? And let's, let's be honest, I think the casting over most of what we've seen so far has been pretty spot on. Like The guy all... they got to play to Obi-Wan, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think. Looks like, yeah. looks like, I mean, like a dead ringer for, you know, uh, <laughs> for you and McGregor. Like, just a little 20 years older, he's spot on. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's all looking quite exciting. Um, I absolutely want my own remote control chopper. Um, that, that looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you not remember they did the little Sphero BB-8s? Yeah, yeah. But the batteries, you can't change the batteries, so you can buy them cheap as hell on eBay now, but they probably won't charge. <laughs> I still get tempted, though. <laughs> I, I remember, though, like, I remember that from the last Star Wars celebration and looking at that and going, ooh, no. <laughs> Especially how much they were new. They were well yeah. expensive. You can pick them up for like 16 quid or something now. Oh yeah, something like that. And that was without like the fancy remote as well. Like that was okay. Yeah. You can use your you can use your phone. Yeah, because <laughs> you had like a force thing, like a handheld one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say though, there is good and bad news regarding uh, Star Wars celebrations. So they have picked Easter weekend. Hmm. So yeah, you, you just know that. Yeah. Well, this is it. Public transport will be a nightmare. Uh, hotels will be a nightmare. But equally, yeah. you've pretty much guaranteed to have those four days off if you wanted to do it. Exactly. Also, more to the point, I've noticed on the celebration page that uh, AMG will be there, 
and there's a guy dressed in cosplay. But more to the best point is he's got a Thai brute there. <laughs> nice. Ben, and you ben know how I feel about them. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's just a bit of cool news. I thought I'd put my celebrations at the start of the show. Um, but, yeah, I, I might actually go. I'm not too sure. but um, I want to go. Yeah. I want to. I- I don't I know went. If the lady will let me. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, so I went in in 2016 when it was in London last, uh, and it was a good time. I've, I've got friends in the 501st who were there, and, and it was nice to catch up with them. And they said they they had a blast as well. Um, but I was going. I went with my my son, who was you know, we're going six years ago, so he was he was substantially younger. Um, and you know, you could only go around one of these convention halls for so long with a, with a small child. Yeah. But it was still a, it was still a load of fun. It was just after rogue one had come out. Uh, so, and they had a, a great big display of all the costumes, you know, so you saw the short trooper costumes up close. You saw Krennic's costume up close, the death troopers, uh, you know, they had some of the, the actual model props that they used. So Krennic's shuttle, the striker, the death star, uh, all really, really lovely to actually get up close and, and have a look at the detailing on. Uh, they, I, I was behind in the queue. I was behind a couple of the um, the the Bible first garrison from Germany. I, I don't remember which city, but and they were they were just over the moon that they could get this close to the costumes, and they were quite literally right up to these booths with their phones, just just taking like thirty pictures of each outfit. Checking the stitching, checking like all of these details because they were going home and they were yeah. going to be making it was phenomenal, uh, and and loads of other things as well. There was loads of stuff to do. I mean, I you know there was the um, it was the final for the uh, the system open that year, so the Coruscant Coruscant was at that. Uh, I think Andrew Patterson was playing in that one. Yeah, um, there was a bunch of like Artist Alley and and all sorts of stuff. It is it's a big if you're not going to any of the the sessions, it's Sort of just a big trade show uh, with some other bits and bobs in there, which is fine. And it's, it's like Comic-Con, but Star Wars focused. But <laughs> it, was, it was a load of fun. It really was. And, you know, it'll be funny. With, with a little kid, it was a good time. Went for the day, came home, and, and you know, had good memories. From it. Definitely trying to go next year. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. you want to move on and... Um... We uh, find out how the Newport event went. Yep, I have got the tabletop TO page up. So we've actually had a new Burnett crowned as the king of the Burnets. Now Liam is the best Burnett. Yes, I am. Also, Liam can no longer be called Liam as he lost to Liam, if I've been told right. Uh, I did lose to Liam, yeah. You did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But that was never on the cards, the name change thing. It's not like Tim losing his name in rights or Pond losing his name in rights. Tim's just kind of earned his back because we felt sorry for him. Oh, also, you also all forgot to call me Ian for God knows how many months now. So <laughs> The other Tim doesn't play as much. So Chip, Tim hasn't had a chance to win his name back. <laughs> and he looks after me when we go anywhere. So, you know. But did, you have a, <laughs> did you have a good day, Liam? Uh, it was a bit... Tainted, like I'm not gonna lie, I had some stuff going on uh, that I found out like mid game one. So the re- the day, in all honesty, is a bit of a blur. So I only remember bits of it, but I did enjoy myself. It was a nice store. We played outside the uh, store, 
So we were getting stared at by all the patrons of Tesco, <laughs> uh, which was weird. Well, uh, I was going to say, Rodman. well, this is, uh, sorry, I was going to say, this is, uh, I didn't realise, because I, I did I did know this Firestorm shop, but it wasn't until they put the pictures up, or I put the pictures up that I got sent, that I realised, so for people who don't know, uh, Firestorm Newport is actually inside, uh, you know, one of these Tesco superstores. Um, so, you know, when you go in, you have like your coffee shops on one side and, you know, you'll, you know, go and get your keys cut and your whatever engraved and your shoes repaired. Um, they actually have a shop inside a Tesco's, which is like really good uh, for like, obviously, you know, getting those kids hooked or, you know, get dragged in with their mum to do the food shop or whatever. Um, but yeah, it did seem a bit weird when they'd set you up all on tables, essentially uh, by the, the tills. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'd like that myself. Uh, it was weird. Uh, that's not even a, you know, it's just a situation the shop has and it dealt with it well. My only criticism of the uh, the event is the height of the tables, but I'm taller than average and the tables are probably all right for the average the average Joe, so that's not even a real okay. valid one. <laughs> You'd be fine. You could run under them. <laughs> that's heightest. <laughs> it's very, also very, true. Very small. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was um, Liam running? Well, everyone he... is compared to Liam. What was uh, uh, what, uh, what was Liam Burnett running? Was it Rebels? Uh, no, no, he was running Silences, two Silences, Blackout, and Kylo with Grudge and Malarus. Cool. I mean, it was nasty. Well, I don't know if you want to chat about any of the other lists or anything else from the event. Can uh, you hear me? Yeah. Sadly, thought I'd gone away again. <laughs> it, it's uh, nice we, to see that the um, the overall list size has come down a little bit, hasn't it? Which I mean, uh, yeah, there's, that, there's was a, a that was an inevitability of the two point ships going. Yeah, but I mean, silences are good. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Well, he's been good. I think they've just come down enough that it's worth taking them. Now I'm assuming that. You just play blackout that if his ability triggers, it's gold, and if not, no one cares. That's how you're yeah. supposed to play him, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. No one, don't, if you're taking blackout for his ability, you're, you're falling in the trap already. I think the only time it's worth playing for is it, um, what they call what they call the ones where you can pre, pre-position move. So you, so you can point out, yeah, so you can point at a rock and then like barrel roll out the next turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, moving down to the second list, we've got um, Gavin Kirby with, an, with a TIE Swarm, which is nice to see that back in. There was a lot of TIE Swarms. <clears throat> I don't think I've seen anything do well, though, since that hyperspace season where you had basically Y-Wings or um, a TIE Swarm. So I've can... never seen a TIE Swarm do well. Um, I, th- the closest I thought TIE Swarm do well has been Malarus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just taking personal offence to Liam's last statement. <laughs> it's true. It was before <laughs> my time. Mm. Yeah, like I think TIE Swarms go in and out of fashion, and it, it probably is not so much how the TIE Swarm is, because it, that itself has probably stayed roughly the same. It's how the rest of the meta has gone. Like, when, like you would never have taken them in 2.5, because the um, the rebel tragic sims are around, and they just absolutely wreck tie swarms. 
but now the the tragic sim has also uh, gone to the ban list, uh, and you've got rid of a lot of two point ships. Uh, suddenly the tie swarm suddenly you know is able to swarm, and that's what we chatted about with our sort of uh, point show, wasn't it? That you know if we got rid of the two point sh- uh, ships in every faction bar Imperials <clears throat> and Separatists, then those factions that should swarm can swarm. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice to see. Well, yeah, right. Resistance get their token, <laughs> token BB-8 uh, just because they need a little bit of help than, you know, everybody else. Scum get the controllable bomb as well. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you can't make a swarm out of those ships. Uh, no. And I think that's that's the big difference is that, you know, you if you if you want to take your droid swarm or you want to take your TIE swarm now, then they, they are viable list archetypes and they're probably the only two factions that can do uh, the six or more ship lists. So it should be. Yeah, absolutely. But no, it's yeah, good, yeah nice. good to see. It's nice to see the, the named ones as well, to be honest. You know, some unique abilities in there as well. well so I know the, you, you yeah. used to fly, was it? Um, what were they called? Inferno Squadron. Inferno Squadron. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, yeah, the Inferno Squadron ties have always been strong because they have such good synergy within themselves. So, Aiden obviously allows a TIE fighter to just negate one attack's worth of damage. And so that essentially, you use that to save a TIE fighter from dying. Um, and that's obviously, you know, massive. Um, but yeah, you know, Del Mico for the defensive re-rolls, which is like a buff- bubble. Uh, and Sane and Gideon as well have, you know, got great abilities. There's, there's quite a few named TIE fighters that have good abilities. Um, I think you're less likely to see named droids for their abilities much like you say blackout but what you will see the name droids for is probably because they have increased loadout versus like generic vultures and stuff like that yeah um and possibly like you know you'll probably have a few hyenas in there as well um but no it's yeah it's it's nice to see those those lists being able to swarm and like rebels for example are not able to field six ships um because they've always been more of a beefier faction um, so it is nicer to see them, you know, where they could beef and swarm. You know, that's been toned down a little. They can sit where they're supposed to sit as opposed to impose on other archetypes. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's it. Like, they just could, they, in the, the initial release of 2.5, they could just swarm better than the, what you would class as your swarm factions. Um, so why, why, why take a TIE swarm when you can have, yeah, six rebel ships? Or the Republic Swarms, a similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and we'll move on to third place. We've got Andy Cameron. Um, couldn't be bothered up later in his list. How dare he? It was another TIE Swarm. And uh, he had Darth Vader was it in the X1. Yeah, so it was Vader in the X1. Then it was six ties. Yeah. It was it's a three-point tie and then five two-pointers. In fairness to Andy, he's always been... Quite good at sort of putting lists together, aren't he? So uh, points, yeah, points change is probably good for him because he probably spots what's better quicker than uh, some people. Yeah, it's just uh, especially early metas. Yeah, he's a very strong player. But it's just uh, if everyone else catches up quick, uh, obviously he loses a bit of that advantage. Yeah, he's still a good player though. You regularly see him in cuts, don't you? Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more Vader in both the Defender and the X-1. 
I love I, at nine points. Vader and the Defender is a must take. I know I've been playing about with him a little bit. Not enough that I'm comfortable to take him to the expo though. Just do it. No, I don't know if I'm brave enough. Vader, soon tier and Sienna. <laughs> oh, just proper go for it. <laughs> yeah. And, and lose badly and be sad about it. No, you won't, because you're a good player. Back yourself. Oh, not with three aces, I'm not. Not I'd, with that attitude. I'm definitely <laughs> not brave enough. And into scenarios. Oh, we've no that <laughs> <practice>. attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in blind anyway, because I'm not gonna, really going to get to play any games before I go. So That's why I'm going to try and choose something I know how to fly. Uh, anyway, should we move on to fourth place with the forever champ? Um, yeah. So we've got Luke Skywalker, Wedge, something, I can't even say that, Fang. Bodicea, it's all. That's the thing. Bodicea, yeah. double tap one. Yeah, Bo- but not Bodicea, I know the one you mean. <laughs> and then we've got Ezra in the um, TIE Fighter. Uh, yeah, quite. I, I mean, I like it. I like um, Rebels have gone back to that. Sort of alpha striker, such haven't they? Yeah, it's it's a scary list to look at just because the uh, the alpha strike it's got there. Yeah, the the double taps interesting as well because it's like a, you know it's that extra shot in it, so he's almost a, a five ship list. For the... Yeah, I still hate wedge. I don't think wedge's ability should work on at <laughs> secondary weapons, but hey ho, it upsets me, and I'll forever to be upset about it. Yeah, but you like Sunfak, so, you know. Uh, Sunfak is wholesome fun. It's a token-sharing ship. <laughs> I think uh, we'll leave it at the top four and move on to some expo chat. Oh, you're doing that on purpose. Yeah, you know I am. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I, will, like, I will point out from that day, uh, obviously, the last podcast we discovered that I didn't know Kylo's ability works at any damage card in his <laughs> uh, bullseye arc. And Chris, you might be able to help me here because <laughs> someone landed on a rock, which meant they got a damage card. And I was like, you can flip that, please. But do you know if they roll a red die and they get a hit and they get another face down, can I do the ability again? Well, at the risk of this becoming a rules uh, thing, and worth mentioning, I can't officially answer questions outside of the forum uh, that are... Well, I, I can answer questions outside of the forum, but they're not considered official. Uh, okay. Is, is the best way to put it. So You can just say, no, Liam, shut up. Yeah, no, Liam, shut up. No, I, before anything, <laughs> people say, is dealt a face-down damage card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I got caught in it. Yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I mean, he is a. I do thoroughly enjoy flying uh, Kylo, Whisper Kylo. I really. He's an absolute is. monster. He really is. He's <laughs> just a beast. It's just one of the. Yeah. Oh, but, but then equally, he'll just go pop <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not careful. So. Yeah, I did I'm that. I'm doing all right yeah. with him. He, he just jams everyone, so he's always. Well, he's generally rolling three die. Yeah, I have had him just like like Jedi as well. Like you know, here's your Eddas that just go poof. They're, they're <laughs> flying. They're flying forever, like untouchable. 
and then it just takes one bad roll. And you're like, uh, well, that's it. I, I have, I have re- range three through a rock. Yeah, range three through a rock. You know exactly. Old gas cloud. You still die. It's like, uh, well, so I, I think it doesn't help that I've started referring to mine as Obi One Shot because um yeah it's just like he rolls he rolls green dice and it's just like and puff the jedi's gone and you're just yeah. like yeah okie doke but um yeah, we, we all we all have a story like that with our, yeah. with, our with our fragile little aces that just you know are, are destroying everything on the table and then we don't remember that we remember the range three through a rock rolling oh. you know, six dice well, that's it your, your center fells your your fen rowls yeah sat yep. at range three thinking yeah everything's fine in the world and then oh hang on a second yeah exactly it's so so frustrating but it is what it is well, it's a game yes <laughs> is as we know what the game is isn't it but exactly that's half the fun in it yeah, absolutely. Because you will remember those, and you will tell that story, right? You will be, you will be talking on a podcast, going, <laughs> "Yeah." The the only reason I lost that game was because of this one moment, not all the other bad decisions yes, I exactly. made in the game. But it's the story; it's the thing you remember. It's and you share that with somebody else as well, because there will be somebody on the other end of that table who's gone back to their local store and said, "I was playing this game, and you wouldn't believe this thing." Range three. I figured I'd just take the shot. Why not? As a Tie Fighter. <laughs> Two dice. He had one health left. There's no way I'm making this shot. Boom, boom. Both go through. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's the story, right? That's the that's the the thing that we take away from it. Why I keep going back, you know. It's why I keep playing. That and the friends. Absolutely. So, yep. What are they? <laughs> well, I know we we. I'll put a definition. I'll get a dictionary. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cough. So, um, yeah, I think we can probably move on to the Games Expo now, which is kind of why we've, uh, we've got Chris here. Oh, not, my, not my dashing good looks? <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, it's for radio. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, so we do, should we start with... Uh, what what they called? They're not called Nationals anymore, are they? No, so this is the World's Open Qualifier. So it's an official event from AMG. Uh, they are they're sponsoring it. They're putting it on. There's going to be a few of them. Uh, I'm not sure. I can talk about the the next one. So there's one in the UK coming up this weekend, and there's also one in September in Rome. Uh, there is at least one more in Europe. I can't talk about it because I don't think they've announced it yet. No, there is, one, yeah, Germany. Yeah, G- Germany last weekend because we've already bought our ticket, so it is official. Oh, okay, if they've, right, <laughs> they've announced it, then yep, that's great. I'm running that one as well. Uh, <laughs> so I'll be there. <laughs> I say, it, it better be happening because, yeah, we booked our flights, accommodation. Oh, yeah. I, but, wasn't, I wasn't sure if they'd announced it officially. Yeah, yeah, we, we bought our tickets uh, to it, and yeah, they, they've, yeah, signed, they've right. signed the wrong Tim King up to the uh, tabletop TO, so I need to uh, course, speak yeah. to the TO about that. Right, but yeah, so this is this is an official event. Uh, top four get top four players get invites to the world's open the uh, world's world's open event in um, or the world's event. I, I don't think they've announced a date. I don't know when it is. That's for sure. Um, oh, you're going to spoil it then? That's how. No, no, they, they don't tell me. They don't tell me that much. I mean, honestly, I, Alex Watkins for all his uh, you know for all his efforts, he kept trying to get the the. EU judges over to Worlds just to, to at least help uh, because you know we we had that relationship and it just it just isn't a thing that could happen you know working in the states like coming to the states to work 
they they take a very dim look at that, especially if you're going in for a few days and then disappearing. They're like, nope, sorry, an American can do that job. And that's and that's fair. I get that. You know, that's totally understandable. But uh, I'd, I'd much rather play at Worlds anyway. In the defense, it was ran really well last time when me and Tim went. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. The the team that was that was running that. I mean, they were they were top notch, right? They they had this down pat. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sorry I missed it. I was going to try to go that year, and I just it, things didn't line up. And then you know the the world went <laughs> the world flipped upside down. I was like, oh well, never mind. So, but yeah, so that's that's what's happening. It's it's at the expo this weekend. Uh, if I remember right, if I get my dates. Uh, the Saturday is day one, and that'll be uh, that'll be six rounds of Swiss pairings, and then day two will be single elimination. That's on Sunday, um, and we'll figure out what the cut's going to be depending on the number of players and all that jazz. But basically, you need fifteen event points to make it into day two. Can we do a top uh, sixty-four? No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. That's not happening. So, so um, essentially, it's you have to go five and one, don't you? Because you, you need yeah five wins. Yeah, you you need five wins is what you need. Because four, uh, well, four and two will give you fourteen points, won't it? Yes. So yeah, so yeah, five five wins. Don't draw. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can get away with a draw. You can get away with one draw, uh, or one loss. Yeah, that's it. But, so uh, a draw is a loss. Draw is effectively a loss, yeah, but it will, it'll, you know, from a, um, I think strike the schedule, it'll, it'll push you up a little bit more. I mean, not that that, yeah, that's, that, that becomes bragging rights at that point. Like, I didn't make cut, but I made, you know, second away from cut or whatever it was. <laughs> so, you know, it, which is, which hurts even more, really, when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, don't dwell, don't dwell. You know, by that day, you're happy to lose is the, the draw thing. I, I don't think it brings anything to the tournaments. Oh, I don't, I, you know what? Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I mean, but this is also, I mean, to be full disclosure, you know, I, I was talking to Dion and, and we pinched his, um, we pinched his Adepticon uh, Rota because it was basically what we wanted to do anyway. Uh, and he'd done all the legworks. We were, and like, can, can I borrow, can I, can I borrow this? Like, it's a good, you know, if we can standardize these events as much as possible uh across the uh, uh you know across north america and europe then let's do that so he was he was on board for that um we've made some we've made some small changes but by and large it's it's mostly there but yeah it's say what you will about ties they are a thing they're a reality uh but uh, at the end of the day just win your games right? <laughs> well rough, roughly speaking i think we're what seventy tickets sold at the moment, and obviously people uh, could still. Last I checked, yeah, last I checked, it was seventy tickets. And and obviously people can still can people still buy tickets up until the day. Yep, people can still buy tickets uh, and sign up. Um, if you are buying them on the day, uh, you need to before you come and see me for registration. You need to make sure that you register for the event on Tabletop To. Uh, I'm going to be opening that link, if not tonight, probably tomorrow morning. Uh, so that people can register on that, we just so yeah. By the time the because the podcast will come out Wednesday morning, oh, yes. so hopefully by the time people listen to this, so if you go on to Tabletop To and search for, uh, I think I just searched for Expo and it came up. Uh, I'll double, I'll so e, yeah, EXPO I think worked. The I'll get the full name here. So yeah, if you look for X Wing Twenty Twenty Two World Open Qualifier at UK Games Expo, that will come up. 
yeah chris mitchell is down as a to and that's another sort of clue and yeah i'm Mm -hmm. sure you'll recognize a lot of names on there but um so 70 at the moment would give us a top eight cut on five and one uh, I remember right. Yes. Top sixty-four. No, <laughs> it's not happening. But I really uh, want to make day two. Well, <laughs> you, then you have to, you know, play better or play. Then well. you need to bring you need to bring Vader and a defender. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of Imperials at the weekend. I, I just, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of people, but I, I am looking forward to seeing. seeing people like there. Imperials, don't they? Do? They've got yeah. those big Imperial fanboys. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, it's always been a popular faction, hasn't it? Because it's obviously, yeah. from a story point of view, you know, you know the, Emperor, uh, the Imperials are one side of, you know, the, the main conflict, or some would say the best conflict. Um, yeah, so, they're the good guys, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keeping, keeping order. Or... Um, but no, it's it, it, so, cool as well. So prize-wise, we have got best in faction prizes. Um, so obviously people... Did want to go for Imperials, then that's probably going to be quite a competitive faction. There'll be a yeah. lot of a lot of players going for that. Um, so, but if people wanted to go a bit more for the enjoyment, um, there's definitely best in faction uh, prizes. I reckon to hunt in in the other factions. Absolutely. Do, do you know roughly what the prize structure is? I know I'd seen it somewhere. Uh, so if I remember, I definitely have it somewhere. If it's not in the event page, I will I will put that up. Uh, so that it is there, but if I remember correctly, you we've got participation prizes as, as sort of standard. Uh, so everyone, everyone who plays in at least one round of the tournament should receive an alt art uh, heroic slash fanatical card. I haven't seen them, so I don't know if it's uh, the same as the the previous one that we've had. But fanatical hasn't been a. I've got a, I've got I've got the table up of the prizes. I found it. It's on. Yeah. Uh, organized play <laughs> events facebook page there we go and then i think there's some prize ball tickets as well and there's we have some there's top four of faction top eight of faction top 16 of faction uh if i remember right top yep. four gets uh, a damage deck for their faction top eight should get a punch board with maneuver dial uh, ship marker and target lock for their faction and then the top 16 for their faction should get an extended alt art pilot for their faction um and then you get into the top 32 top 16 top eight and top four uh, so top 32, each player receives one double-sided alternate or Kylo Ren or Jess Pava card. Uh, or sorry, Kylo Ren slash Jess Pava card. Top 16, each player receives a set of range rulers. Top 8, each player receives one pack of tokens. I think these are the reinforced tokens. Yeah. Uh, top 4, each player receives one set of maneuver templates and one invite to the World Championship. And then the champion receives a special tray, so the maneuver template tray, Flight and accommodation to the World Championship event in the United States, and I don't know where they're having it. I don't. Uh, I'm, I would assume Seattle, given that that's where I believe AMG are based out of Seattle. Yeah, oh, I'd like to go if it's there. I reckon I could convince my missus to go there for like a holiday. So oh, that's where the Space Needle is, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I was chatting to a friend about this. So, like, if they follow the same model as what FFG used to do, which is hold it where the studio is based then you would assume it would be in Seattle. However, the reason FFG did that is because they had the FFG Game Centre. Yeah, exactly. So, so, that, I, so part of me thinks that actually it would make more sense from an Asmodee sort of parent company point of view to run it at in you know Minnesota in the FFG Game Centre because yeah. um, 
you have got that yeah, that gaming space and it's a, it's a, You've got, you know, it's a fantastic well, so this, this is a weird one this is a weird one so the game center and i could be wrong on this but i think the game center is now separately owned i don't think it i don't think ffg slash asmodee own that anymore okay that is, I could it's be a really wrong good space as well it is a great space the downside is it is you know you limit how many players you can have in that it is a little small if you want to do a big event, well, um, but and you know if if they're going to do if they're going to do X Wing and Legion and you know and Armada in the same place at the same time, so it, this is all stuff that's all going to come out. But I agree. I mean, there's there's two definitely two routes you could go. Well, down. I think there actually could be a third. But the reason I think they might not use uh, the game center, whether or not they can or can't, is would it be seen as like a step backwards? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, you know, they 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 mashed it. They they, they sort of stepped up and ran it and. Um, so that's a separate thing I, I was thinking about. But actually, I think we know the success of the uh, established American events like Adepticon. I think Chicago would be a pretty decent shout because it's it's a, it's a good international location. Uh, yeah. You know, you've got the convention yeah. centers and everything there. Uh, you've got the the local player base and and sort of you know Gold Squadron and others there, which obviously you you need on the ground to help run the event. So I think there's a few options, but you know. Actually, I hadn't thought about it. There is that third. There is that third option of having it at at a convention, potentially as well. Yeah, so, uh, but the issue is, yeah. and it comes back to you know we were talking about games expo attendance. Announce it, like yeah. give give us a date, give us a location, because and I actually I think I emailed a, or messaged MG about it because you know European players, um, you know we we want to sort of book our flights you know and yeah. and, and you know i i would love to attend because in theory i have my my ticket from the last uk system open from you know the day two qualifier but i told them to take your name off <laughs> yeah i, I would <laughs> i would i wouldn't be surprised and that's absolutely fair but um but yeah it's it's one of those things it's like the longer it goes on and you know fuel prices going up and all this sort of yeah. stuff and then suddenly you start looking at airfare i mean yeah, oof, yeah. Uh, no no you're not yeah. you're not wrong uh, but again, I think you know they. I think they have got a, a smaller team compared to what we're we're used to from what FFG used to run. I mean, we were spoiled. We really were. Yeah. With, with <laughs> we had. Well, I mean, uh, that's it. And like, you know, AMG have had the pandemic. You know, yeah. uh, in between, and that has taken a massive global hit on organized play, not just X Wing. You know, and a lot of companies. And not even companies, a lot of clubs. You have to start from scratch. Like us running the Sift Taker Open, you know, we we were talking this about running the 2023 Sift Taker Open. Do we perhaps are we getting big enough now that we can actually look at moving to an external, you know, convention hall or something like that? And actually, with everything that's going on at the moment, plus you know, 2.5 and everything like that, there's too much uncertainty for us to sort of take that jump. So, absolutely, yeah. I, I can get it from a, any company's point of view, and that's not not a criticism in any way. It is just the reality of where you know where we are at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I know we were we were looking at running an event at um, Dice uh, the the no no. So Dice Loom, I mean Dice Loom, I'm I'm a little spoiled with with Dice Loom. I have a really good relationship with them, uh, and we can fit. We can fit. I want to say sixty-four players if we if we really stretched it. Um, it. It would be a little bit crowded, but we could definitely make that work. And they would want to. They they do it. You know, mm-hmm. they would they would accommodate. Uh, but no, there was a, there was another event. The uh, the London GT. We were looking at you know getting an event in there, uh, and then 
you know, the more we sort of looked at it and the logistics around it and, and everything else, because when you're running, you know, when you're running an event at, at the store or, or the, the place that you're used to running these things, you have all your stuff, you have your tables, you have your play mats, you have your, you know, all of the infrastructure is in place, right? And that is a cost that is already built in because you've spent all of your time there and you've been doing that and it's already sort of, you know, it's, it's baked into the, the system that you've got. The moment you step outside of that, the moment you want to run that, like, oh, we're getting a little bit bigger. Let's, let's see what it takes to hire a hall. Well, it's not just the hall you're hiring. Now you need to hire the tables and the tables aren't usually four foot, four foot wide. They're, you know, under three foot wide. Well, now we need a little bit, you know, maybe we need a table topper or we need this. Now, ooh, play mats. I got to get the play mats from where we're at to where we're going to be. And I don't have enough play mats because we, oh, yeah, and I got to get play mats from somewhere. Mm. Things like that. Like there's all these little things that, you know, come into consideration. And then you factor in, you know, people like, you know, hesitancy to meet up in big spaces. Uh, you know, people sort of coming back out and getting used to playing around other people. Two point, you know, the hesitancy, hesitancy ah, I can't speak. <laughs> hesitancy around 2.5. Like some people, some people like it. Some people really don't like it. Some people are still figuring out if they like it, you know? Uh, so yeah, everything just sort of, we, we sort of looked at the London GT and we were like, we really want to do this, but I think this might not be the year to do it. Yeah. So it is one of those things. Anyway, I think we're 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 veering. We're we're no. so, going down rabbit holes here. No, it's, it, and I think it's it's good. It's you know it's it's good to have those sort of talks. Um, I will say like so. Having a quick look at it, so top sixteen. Um, so um, getting the set of range rulers there. So if you finish four and two and you're in the top half of the four and two bracket, uh, you'll get those. Uh, top thirty-two. If you finish three and three, or at least top half of the three and threes, you're probably looking at in sort of top thirty-two finish. Um, so you know those, those prizes do stretch down uh, really, really far. And the faction prizes, um, yeah, like top sixteen in a faction. I think was it last nationals we had was there like four or five resistance players or something like that. Um, yeah. So like you know you may not even have. 16 players within your faction so yeah there's, there's some definite prizes you know on our phone up for grabs i think I, I think it was euros or something like that we had uh it was the separatists i mean no one was playing the separatists basically everyone who played separatists got a faction prize <laughs> like, come on up come over here thank you very much <laughs> so yeah it was it was good fun but, you know, it depends on what you want to do. If, if, you are, if you are a player who knows that the likelihood of you making day two is slim, Liam, you know, maybe play a faction, play a faction that you know isn't going to be, or you feel isn't going to be played a lot. And then go for those prizes. Go for the, you know, you make top four a faction, like you're getting some, you're getting some stuff. No, if I scrub out, I scrub out is what it is. <laughs> it always makes me laugh though it's like yeah you go there with that plan i'm going to take separatist because i want that sun fact dial then nine people en enter yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you just know one person no, no, no. one of them was walking home without the sun fact dial it's like oh, <laughs> oh. Um, but that no, was really, really good as well sad so, hulk music so while so whilst we're talking about prizes because we obviously you, you mentioned about the prize war tickets so there are uh there's a big old list up there you can get i think they got you know, obviously old arts and you know, like frosted uh like the plastic um old arts and stuff um do you want to touch on side events briefly 
Yeah, so side events, we've got a few things happening. There are, so on Friday, uh, so Friday we're, we're having some warm-up, so, you know, qualifier warm-up pods. So four, six, or eight players can sign up for a pod. Uh, and then once you're ready to go, you can go. If I remember right, I could be wrong. I need to remember this. I think, uh, so all, all of the side events are going to be on-demand side events. Uh, the cost is going to be 10 pounds a person. Uh, and then once you've got your, your group, you, uh, you disappear, you go and play and, and, uh, have a, have a good time. But, um, I'm trying to remember if we're doing, I'm pretty certain we're doing prize. Well, yeah, we're doing prize tickets. There we go. Mm -hmm. So we've got world open qualifier pods. We've got aces high pods. We've got, uh, hangar bay pods. So, if, you know, if you if you haven't played a hangar bay before, you basically, you bring two different squads, um, and then you face off against your opponent. You, you know, show them both lists, and you look at their both of their lists. And then you, in secret, you decide which list you're going to use by selecting it on a dial. Uh, and then you reveal, and you go, "Okay, there we go. Now we're going to play." And I, I quite, I actually really like the hangar bay format. I, I think it's a little bit of fun, and it also, it always has a little bit of. Um, it has more room to add little restrictions, like you know, you can't have. Ships that have the same initiative across both uh, both factions or you know, both lists can't be the same faction. We don't have those restrictions in this one, but I do. I, I thoroughly enjoy hangar bay rules for being able to do that. You can you can always have a little bit of fun with that. I quite uh, like there's it. a reverse hangar bay. You know where you you choose the list of yeah your yeah yeah yep. I've done I've I've done that in uh in a in event. We had a hangar bay event at the Dice Saloon years ago where you know over four rounds you had to use both of your, you know, both of your squads. Uh, and I think in round two, I had the opponent choose, um, which was, people were like, ah! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I said, well, too bad. <laughs> but yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. And then there's an X-Wing duos uh, side event happening as well. And that one's, that one's a new one. That's uh, this one we, we pinched off of... Um, AMG and uh, and Dion with the Depticon, but basically you get paired up with a random teammate, uh, and then uh, so teammates face off against uh, another team on a, a standard play map, um, and then you need to bring what is it two or more ships with a squad total of thirteen points, and then two obstacles, uh, various bits of obstacles. It's all it's it's in the info pack, but basically you you're playing you know you've got uh, you and your teammate against your opponent and your opponent's teammate. But uh, yeah, it's, it should be interesting. I and mean, we, we, we've had some requests for team events before. I know the Team Epic, uh, whenever that's been played at Worlds, has always been fun to watch. Yeah, all sorts of things happening going on there. And there's prize wall tickets for, for that. So basically you get a, if, if I remember right, bar any, any weird sort of rules, it should be, uh, you get a prize wall ticket for each game played and then uh, an additional prize wall ticket for each win. Um, something along those lines. That's the usual way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, it's all in. It's all in the info pack, which is uh, if if you're on Facebook, it's on the event page there. And you can find all of that. Unless you and your opponent said gamble on winner takes all. <laughs> <laughs> That's entirely up to you. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I would never do that because I always follow the rules. <laughs> Or at least I don't get caught anyway. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. Um, 
Where are we up to? What are we going to talk about? Uh, we're still in Expo. So can got... people still buy tickets? Uh, was I think what we I think, yeah can people still buy tickets is what we were talking about before we went down a, a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like question number two that we've got written down. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so, so what do people need to bring with them when they get there? <laughs> so what do people need to bring with them when they get here? So we want you to be bringing your squad. Uh, and everything you need to play that squad on the day. So that includes scenario tokens, all of that stuff. We will have, I'm conscious that not everyone will have scenario tokens. Uh, and and while, you know, Dion did an amazing job, I think, I want to say it was Curl Park Creative, they teamed up with them and, and everyone got, you know, a, a range 1.5 ruler and all this stuff. We, we don't have that relationship, unfortunately. Uh, so, it, you know, that's not a thing that's happening. But what we have done, because we recognize that not everyone might have these, is we have printed out scenario tokens and we've laminated, you know, we use the printout that they gave us, AMG gave us, and we've laminated them down. And those are going to be on every table. So, you, you know, you don't have to worry about it. If you've brought your own, use them, and you want to use them, use them, great. Uh, but there will be uh, flat scenario tokens at each table. Um, personally, it's, I, I actually kind of prefer using those ones because they don't... Um, you, you tend to run over these things, and they don't bump up your ship a lot. So, but yeah, bring your squad, everything you need to be able to play that squad. Uh, importantly, two paper copies of your list, one for me and one for your opponent to examine before you, uh, before you play. I know we're using tabletop TO and, and you know, the age of digital and all that jazz, but I still need your lists in case the internet goes down. Uh, we're going to be using match slips in case the internet goes down. You know, there's a lot of people in that space, and I, what I don't want to have happen is, you know, people not being able to submit their scores. So we're we're going to go the old-fashioned route. Um, bring else? a pen with you. Yeah, bring a pen. Absolutely, that is that. You should bring a pen everywhere. Uh, just you know, probably worth pointing out as well. Like, um, you know, you can bring stuff with you into the hall. Uh, but they probably will be doing bag searches. Um, yeah. So just be prepared for that and, you know, giving yourself a bit of extra time to get into the venue. Um, yeah. So like I know in the past, I I you know I always bring a bottle of water and, you know, sometimes some like, you know, snacks or whatever for the day. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, the security guards are pretty good. And yeah, as long as you're not trying to bring in any anything you know, seriously naughty, like, you know, the, the massive hip flask or anything like that. Um, you're probably oh, not no, I wouldn't bring my hip flask. <laughs> That is that is a, a really good point. Like a, a big bottle of water, like trail mix, is is a sensible thing to bring. You know, a, a big bag of sugary snacks is great for the first two rounds, but then you're going to crash hard. Um, but yeah, do do get there early if I remember right. Sign up is we actually that's a good point. Uh, on Friday all day we're going to be having early sign up. So just yes, as you come as you come up for a pod, come and say hi, uh, and just mention that you want to you want to register early. Uh, make sure you have a copy of your list for me. I will double check that you're you're registered on Tabletop TO. If you're not registered on Tabletop TO and you come to see me, you're not getting registered. You will have <laughs> to go into that. Yeah, you will have to go and and get signed yeah. up. Your name on table on Tabletop TO needs to match the name on your badge on your Games Expo badge. What I don't want to have happen is 15 million Sith Lord. 69s showing up no no know, no it's uh, so our usual one is federal chipmunk and i know who he is and he knows who he is but then every event someone always goes 
Who's federal chipmunk? And I'm like, oh. Exactly. Yeah, I, I appreciate the, you know, we, we all have our fun little names we want to use, but I need to know who you are. Uh, so, yeah, your, your player name on the roster must match what is on your UK Games Expo badge. Uh, so please make sure that's, that's a thing. And it's dead easy to change, and you can change it. Uh, I think you can change it for like a one-off event. So you just update your, uh, if you go into account settings, uh, yeah, display name. So you can change your display name, change it yeah. for the event. So Chris, you know, is happy and obviously it, it works for this event. And then if you want to change it back for your local event, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. It just, it, it helps us out and it, you know, it, it gets things running smoothly. So what, what it's like the last sort of possible time people can get in then before you're going to be calling first round. Okay, so <laughs> uh, you know there'll be someone there, right? Yeah, in the first oh second. yeah, and, and if you if you know me, uh, I uh, I give zero f's. I will start my <laughs> I will start my event, and you will take a loss. So, <clears throat> but also equally, you know, if you are genuinely running late for for you know genuine purposes. Contacting us is probably the, the best thing you can do, uh, keeping us informed. You might have to take a loss, but I won't drop you from an event. Let's put it that way. Uh, so if I remember right, what did we say? We said, um, here we go. Registration for the main event opens at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning and closes at 9 a.m. sharp. And then from 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, closes at 9 a.m. sharp. Uh, but then from there, we, we get the tournament all set up and we get our pairing sorted. We make sure that we're happy with everything and that you know, there isn't anything that we've missed. Uh, but we aim to start as soon as possible after that. So it, that is the goal. Uh, from a timings point of view, I don't like giving timings out. Uh, just because what I don't want to have happen is someone listening to this podcast on the way up to, you know, on the way up to the expo and go, oh, he said we're going to have lunch at 12. That's going to be great. And then lunch isn't. <laughs> Lunch isn't until one o'clock or something like that. Like, I was planning on having lunch at twelve. I, I, I don't beyond the first beyond the first round. I tend not to give timings, um, just purely because things happen, right? Like you know, matches go long, or uh, you know, for whatever you have technical errors, or maybe you have to maybe you have to have a longer lunch for whatever reason. Maybe so the lights go off. Maybe the maybe the lights go off. Exactly. Like that was that was the best. Uh, but yeah. So these these are things that happen. So I don't like I don't like giving out exact timings because they'll never be they'll never you'll never follow them. So that's yeah, where we're at. Speaking of timings, how how is the round timer going to work? Okay, so the round timer is going to be just like it mentions in the in the Atomic Mass Games event rules document. So each game timer will vary between seventy-two and seventy-eight minutes. So if you take your stand, if you're used to a standard seventy-five minute match, there's a, a variance between you know a variance of three minutes either side. So that'll be determined randomly at the start of every round, uh, and you won't know what it is. I will announce the the start of each round, and then that is that. Uh, I will. I will. There will be no no time checks. There will be no clock on display. So, you know, for the clever of you who have a, a phone on you, if you want to start a timer, feel free to start a timer. But I, I you know, my judges won't be giving out uh, won't giving out time checks. Uh, I'm a fan of this. If, if I'm, you know, as an aside, I like the idea of the variable time limit. I, I, it's something I was toying with before COVID. I was like, oh yeah, I wonder if we did this because we were seeing. 
you know, people playing for time. They'd be looking at the clock going, oh, I've got five minutes left. I can stretch out a few rounds here. You know, I, I like the idea of that, that variable time. To be honest, I was going to give it like five minutes either side. Um, but that's just me because I'm, you know, malicious like that. I quite like the idea of once the time's up, no matter where you are, it's like, boom, stop, that's it, done. <laughs> you still need to get to the end of the round. You still need to check the victory conditions. All that standard stuff. But yeah, you have to finish the round you're in. And go from there. Really? Just, no matter where you're up to, just go, boof, right? Who's winning? Yeah. No, <laughs> not happening. A, a, a big thing I'll say, you know, I think we come from sort of, sort of similar thoughts when it comes to like T.O. and Chris, where it's just basically we just, you know, we need this whole thing to run smoothly so you know we all start rounds when we have to if you're late for the day then that's fine you know we'll, we'll pay you round two but uh yeah as soon as you find your table find your opponent just start setting up don't sit there and chat 15 minutes get yeah. your get you know get your get your cards out get your tokens out um you know roll roll off get your objectives down get your get your get obstacles your, get down yourself set up like it's, it's an expression i like to use is get yourself set up and ready for turn zero you know, make sure that you are ready to go because when I when I say round starts now, you don't want to be just getting your ships on the board because that is that is eating into your time. Well, you can actually so everybody should be doing turn zero even before you announce that the timer starting. Like the, more, the more the more you can get done, like set your, set set your dials, set you know ships down, set your dials, and then you wait for the time to be started. But the the quicker you can get all that done, you know you're not impacting your game time. And let's say you do end up playing a swarm player or something like that. You know there are going to be a lot of ships to set up, a lot of dials to set up, a lot of maneuvers to do during the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, the sooner you get turn zero done, by all means have a chat with you know your opponent after the game. You know when you've got that little bit of break between rounds. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, it's it's tricky. You just need to sort of motor through that those early steps. Uh, and get yourself set up yeah, exactly because at the end of the day you're eating into your time yeah you know, and once, you, and once i call it around like and what I, I, I can't i genuinely i can't wait you know this is and some people ask like well why why can't you wait until everyone's ready if i had to wait till everyone's ready we would we would be there forever yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not a that's not a criticism on on specific individuals like some people have lists that are more involved some people have Things that are going on as a player you need to take that into consideration when you're coming to an event like oh you know this isn't a casual thing this is a competitive thing and there are timings involved and there are you know it, it, this is part of the deal i need to i need to make sure that if i want to play this list that has a lot of intricate working parts i need to make sure that i can keep up with the pace you know? and if you can great if you can't then you are going to find yourself behind the clock yeah, there's little tricks you can do. Like, so what I tend to do is once I have my tournament list sort of set up, I um all my all the upgrades for a particular pilot are all sleeved together, just mm-hmm. so I can just get them all out. Um, but I also all the tokens, like shield tokens, charge tokens, all my focus tokens, stresses. I basically um put them into a uh, little grip lock seal bag. At the, at the start, you know, before the event, and then I empty that bag out on the table at the start of the game, and then pack it away at the end of the game, just so that I'm not, you know, fishing through my, you know, my box of tokens or whatever to get that exact number. I know there's, um, you can get them for your dice trays. You can get those organizers that sort of clip on, and you can have, you know, the right amount of tokens. But anything you can do to speed up your setup, the better. And don't forget as well, you are going to be having to move around a hall of 
70 odd people you know so we're talking 35 tables so you don't want to be carrying necessarily a tray with all your ships balanced on top with your damage deck your cards your whatever else you got so i will i will be packing away my ships you know between rounds just to make it easier to carry everything around um so yeah like you say you do want to have a think about these things it's not your your local event where you've got you know, four tables that you can sort of move around or switch the table numbers on yeah, especially in that first, you know, that, that first to second round, you might go from the very last table to the top table. Yeah. You know, you, like suddenly you've got to get from table 35 to table one. Like, uh. but, you know, it, for, for people who've never played an event like this before, you know, it's something I, I have a, I have a specialized tray that, that uh, one of the, the Swedish players made for me. It's amazing. I love it. Um, and I, I've seen lots of customized loadouts that people can, you know, put their squads onto and all their tokens go into these little pots and this and the other. But you know what? You don't, you don't need to do that. If this is your first big tournament and you've never done this before, a little cafeteria tray is mm-hmm. just fine. And little, you know, uh, little, uh, little, silicone, little silicone muffin cases to hold all your tokens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, little silicone you know, muffin cases. The little, the little uh, bits boxes, little like that you get from the um, from the hobby shop, you know, the like a tackle box sort of thing. Those, those little things are yeah. perfect for tokens and stuff like that. So, anything that you can do to make your journey between tables, between rounds, as easy as possible to set up and tear down is beneficial. You know, don't bring every token under the sun if you're not flying a ship that's not going to be cloaking. Don't bring a cloak token, things like that, you know. Things to remember, though, bring your crit tokens because they're a required thing and everyone forgets them. Bring ion tokens. Ion is a thing now, you know, that, you know, there are, there are cards in the damage deck that can ionize your ship. Bring ion tokens. Strain, deplete. Strain, yep, strain, Do deplete. It. Absolutely. Bring these things. But yeah. Don't worry about it. And at the end of the day, don't worry about it. We are here to have fun. I know it's a competitive event, but we are here to have fun. And that's what we're going to try to help you guys do. You know, I've, I've had my judges help players move from table to table. That's a thing. You know, it just, just so that we can get you going. I have, watched, I have genuinely watched players. You know, somebody bumped someone accidentally and, and cards went everywhere. And I watched five other players stop what they're doing and descend on this pile get everything organized up, back on this guy's tray. And all right, where are you off to? Okay, you go. Oh, you forgot. Hang on, I'm going with you too. All right, let's go. Here you go. You good? Got everything? Okay, good. Good luck. You know, and, and that's, that's a really good attitude to see. You know, we're all, here to, we're all here to have a good time, right? At the end of the day, we're spending all day with each other, pushing plastic spaceships around, making pew-pew noises. If you're going to be grumpy about it, you're not going to have a good time, no. <laughs> you know? I've never had a bad game either at like bigger events either. Everyone's just yeah. there to have fun. Yeah, we are all there. You know, we are, we are going off tangent again. But we are all there for the same reason, right? To, to push plastic spaceships around. No, to crush see, my opponents. To see the friends. <laughs> well, that's, that's an ulterior. <laughs> but to see the friends that we haven't seen in two years. To make new friends. To, you know, to see to see someone who's never played this before, but they played it at their, they play it on their kitchen table, and they heard about this, 
you know, because maybe they played in the Catan Championships last year or, or something like that, and they saw this going on. They saw these people having a great time. Like, what's going on over there? And they got into it with their, you know, their mom or their dad at home. And like, oh yeah, well, there's an event. Could we do that? You know, like these little things like this, these little stories. So, you know, and I see, I see the 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 love and the care towards other opponents in this game because we all want to have a good time even if we want to beat our opponent still want to have a good time doing it uh, anyway uh, off my soapbox well, Next question, please. well that actually uh i think leads us into a quite a good thing so let's say i need help how do i call a judge how do you call a judge okay so if you need a judge the easiest thing to do you raise your hand and you yell for a judge and then you keep your hand raised. That's the important thing. Yeah. Because when I've got a, you know, we're in a hall. I think we're in hall C, I want to say. Um, you know, we're in a big hall. There's going to be other game systems being played at the same time. It's going to be kind of noisy. It's a big space. And if you just go, judge, and you don't raise your hand, <laughs> I'm not going to hear you. My judges aren't going to hear you. And if you're not raising your hand, we're not going to see you. If you hold your hand up and you yell, you go, judge, and you keep that hand up, we'll see you. We will get to you as fast as you can, uh, and, and we'll do what we can to help. When do you call a judge? Whenever you think you need one. If you are in a situation where you, know, you, you, you have an argument or disagreement on how something works, you call a judge over, because that's what we're there for. We will help you resolve something. Uh, there's a whole, you know, a whole new rule set Drop. Well, not a whole new rule set, but an update to the rule set dropped just the other day, and you know, we're all we're all trying to get caught up for it. So we're sort of all on the same page, which is fun. Uh, but you know, we're, we're there. We're there to to answer your questions as much as we can and resolve conflicts where we can. The yeah. other time, you know, the other time we see you call judges is if you are in a tricky situation and you're like, I need extra hands to help me move all this stuff so nothing gets bumped. Can I get a hand with that? Call a judge for that. You know, we'll we'll get you guys to mark down your ships and then we'll make the move. You know, that brings me on to my next question. Where do you stand on pegging violations, either in or outside of the game? I don't want to talk about your filthy habits. <laughs> There's no kink shaming around here, but this is a family podcast. I think it's very dare you. I think it should be said though for like for new new players, if this is your like, you know your first sort of premier level event or you know you know first sort of large scale event, don't be afraid to call a judge. It's not like you're grassing on your opponent. Nope. There there are genuine situations, and I I have it when I play, and obviously people know that I I judge, and I'm like, well, we need to call the judge here because we need that impartial person to make the decision like it could be an arc check a range check um or it could just generally be a you know we, we both misremembered a rule uh yeah. and it's like you just call the judge and like you say the, actually the best one is moving ships and you know this game is all about movement like i listened to um you know, i did actually listen to the latest fly better podcast and they talk about how you know the dial, the dial is sacred and that is very true and i i hate it when you know maneuvers are sloppy so do ask if you need help with with you know train tracking and moving all those bump ships. Absolutely, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Don't don't be afraid to call a judge, and don't don't feel guilty about calling a judge. Mm. Like that's really important. You know, it's, it's literally what we're there for. So use us. 
make use of us. Equally, do discuss with your opponent as well. Don't yeah, just, yeah, yeah. As soon as they say so, don't just put your hand up there and just shout judge because your opponent's going to be yeah. like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, that's, that's, a, that's, a really, that's a really good point. You know, yes, call for a judge. But equally, if you can resolve this with your opponent and you're both happy with it, hmm. then resolve it with your opponent. You know, most things get resolved. And to be honest, what we usually, what I find as a judge, what I find we get called for the most is arc checks. Yeah. You know, I've gone, a, I've gone whole tournaments where I've only been called for arc checks. That's why. <laughs> so, yeah. If no, it's sorry. close, it saves an argument though, doesn't it? You, save yeah. you can just yeah. let someone else decide and then go, right, well, that's what we're doing. Absolutely. But also, uh, sometimes yeah. it is that close, and it is yeah. you just need that you need that impartial person to make the call because it yeah. could because you could you could measure an arc for like fifteen minutes and you haven't got time to do that. So uh, it's like if it's that judge. if it, yeah if it's that close, just call a judge. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm just glad it's him not checking because he always sides against me. <laughs> oh, so yeah, but I always walk over to the table and tell you that first before I you know I check the arc. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, <laughs> Have someone else. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, I think, like you say, is I think it is probably the sign of how good an event it is if, like, you just do if you just do arc checks and range checks because they they are that's not a, a disagreement between players. That is just mechanically, it's just a tricky one, and you just need that impartial person. So, and you're if, at, yeah, and that's yeah. it. That's it's the impartial element of it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I've run out of questions. I'll be honest. Uh, so we've we've chatted about registration. So obviously the Friday afternoon. Uh, I know me and Ben will be down. Timings are fine. Uh, the important, I think the important thing to remember with registration: there will be early registration. You know, you come on down any all day Friday. We're there. Come and register. Because that will that will mean that'll give you a little bit of extra time. You know, the next day. Yeah. Well, actually, I like registration. And that helps with the event timings because if everybody tries to register at quarter to nine, we will yeah. not be kicking off at half nine because yep. registration will then overrun. And then you obviously have to do your bits and bobs before we, we get cracking. So, yeah, the sooner people register, the better. Absolutely. And if you're registering like in the afternoon on Friday, then you're not rushing first thing in the morning on Saturday trying to get through that UKGE crowd. To get to this event, like oh, I gotta get, to, I gotta register, and you're stuck behind fifty million people, you know. I know. So, yeah, that's probably something to chat about as well. So, people who've never been to UK Games Expo before, um, if you're parking in the car parks, or if you're getting the the train into to the train station, uh, the train station not so bad, but the car parks there is, say, a decent walk. You're probably looking at about takes about three days. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not that bad. There is a bus service, a shuttle bus, but that will be full. And don't forget, it's not just a 70-player X-Wing event. There are literally hundreds or thousands of people coming to the UK Games Expo. So yeah. be prepared to walk to and from the car park. So I would allow at least 15 minutes for that walk. Um, it, and it's not that bad. It's it's all flat bar, maybe a little bit of an up and down on like going under the underpass or if you go under the road or you can walk over the road or whatever you want to do. But there is walking. Then obviously you get to the actual halls. So you obviously go through security on the doors. Uh, you may have to go and collect your tickets if you haven't obviously pre-registered. So there could be queues there. So queues at security, queues getting the car park, queues to get your tickets. 
queues to get into the hall so do factor in all that time um yeah. to make sure you get to you know chris to register and his his team um so i mean i personally will probably be looking to get there about 8 8 30 um so that, that i've then got at least half an hour to do all that and i'm gonna and that's with me pre-registering on the friday afternoon like if i, I if i if i yeah, if well, if I wasn't well, yeah, you're in my car, so you haven't got a choice. <laughs> so uh, if I wasn't pre-registering, I would probably be wanting to park up in the NEC car park at eight o'clock, just to get through all that, to get through in time. But, but yeah, just, I'm already on my way. Yeah, <laughs> you're like one of the you know, closest people to it. You'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, uh, another great event um it's nice to get premier level event and you know official organized play um back up and running so thank you very much chris and everybody involved in obviously running this for us so um yeah it should be nice to meet up with people that perhaps um you know we've only spoken to each other over the last couple of years over you know discord or whatever yeah should be a fun one i don't think there's anything else to touch on expo wise actually um do we talk about how we're submitting results are we doing it on ttt or is there going to be a manual uh, so I, I want match slips yeah uh you can submit them uh, if you if you've got the event on your phone feel free to submit them there uh but i do want match slips uh because at the end of the day what will happen is that's what will be um what we'll be referencing down the line so if you come to me in round three and say, hey, I don't think I'm where I should be, uh, and I ask you, you know, let's, let's look at your match slips, let's look at what you put in, and I look, and your match slips don't match what you've submitted, then, well, then there's an issue. So the match slips will be gospel, as it were. Okay, so yeah. So everybody needs to submit a match slip. Do you want both players to bring those up? Or you? Uh, no, but I, both players should sign it. Yeah. I'll, I'll do this in the player briefing, but yeah, both players should sign it. We'll have a little box for people to put them in and we'll, we'll collect them as and when. But yeah. just, just a heads up to everyone using um, Tabletop TO, just check that you've put the right person won because yes. um, now you can actually put the correct scores in, but you can still put the loss on the person who's won. It, it used to correct it for you, but it doesn't seem to do it anymore. Because yeah. I had an yeah. event someone had 20 points and the other person had four but they put the win on the four person and it not flagged it up like it used to interesting so, yeah this this will be an interesting for us because this is the first um, major event where we've used tabletop to you yes we, we used to we used to always use cryodex so we, we we've used it at um you know 130 140 in person event um I so use like, it online a lot as well yeah so like it works well for those who uh haven't used it before you don't need to download any apps it's just a web-based um you know bit of you know pro uh, web-based website uh on your phone um you just yeah log in uh and then there's a remote result submission tab so one player puts in the result and then if you refresh the page and the other player goes in, they should then see the score there and it'll be like yellow and it'll say like, you know, click save to confirm. Uh, and then the other player can confirm it. Now the judges can go and confirm those if you haven't got access. Uh, mm. But I think it's always better from a judge point of view if the other players go in and confirm those scores because yeah. then you've physically looked at that score and gone, yes, I won or lost. And yes, that is the correct score. 
and combine that with the match slips and we've got you know there shouldn't be any issues down the line oh you're just asking for trouble saying that <laughs> oh i know i am i know I, <laughs> look, I, I have run enough of these events to know that i'll have someone come to me in round five and go something isn't right and then i'll go back to their very first round and go huh that's interesting <laughs> I mean, so, so and that yeah that's the thing isn't it so like you know through the day whenever you've got any downtime have a quick gander at the ladder have a look yeah. at your result and actually if you've never used if you're not sure if about tabletop to if you look at the ladder and click your name or click any player's name it actually brings up the uh the each round what the results are and it will say like you know tim king defeated ian barker you know whatever score um you know um and you can actually check the results that way as well um so yeah like do it often and yes speak to a judge as soon as you can but don't leave it till you know you know final standings are published after the end of round six to say oh actually i i think you got my my round two game wrong because probably by that point you know (laughs) yeah what what what, what, what would you do if that happens because you can't necessarily just give them the win because they've had the submarine throughout the whole day. But then they also it's late. Win it. It's it would be a tough one, and yeah, it's 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 embarrassing for everybody when that happens. Obviously, I won't speak for Chris in this event; it's his rodeo. But I think for me, it would be a very tough situation to sort. And yeah, you'd like to hope that players will have pointed out before if it was an early result. Uh, that they'd got it wrong um but then you know there's little things like one player could come up to you and say oh it's him wrong you could look at the match slip and be like well that's what you submitted and if you haven't got the other player there, then there's nothing you're doing about it so yeah make sure everything's right make sure you're checking often and you know yeah just nip it in the bud early and then you won't have that issue exactly Exactly. And, you know, mistakes happen. They really do. You know, mistakes happen on, on our side. We've made mistakes in the past. You know, we do our best to make sure that we don't. Uh, you know, we've, we've, got, uh, we've got a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we, the team we have lined up are, are people that I've worked with for several, several events, you know, uh, uh, several system opens, Euros and whatnot. And my scorekeeper, I trust my scorekeeper implicitly. And my judges, I trust them to, to get the job done. You know, no, no worry. So we've we've got a good team. You guys are in good hands. We're both we're both we're all really looking forward to it because uh, you know we don't we don't do this for the glory. You know, like air quotes, right? Like <laughs> you know, we do this because we enjoy doing it. We do this because we love seeing you guys. You know, th- there's a reason I run events. I because I I love standing back. And looking at 35, 100, 200 tables of players and going, I'm facilitating this. And these guys have come to have a good time, and hopefully everyone is having a good time. But I'm the one that has made this happen. You know, and by I, I mean like the team. You know, it, but actually, to the point, like I, when we talk about local events, when we talk, you know, events down at the Dice Loon, I'm the one that puts this on. Like, you know, thank you for coming. But as we get bigger and we've got bigger teams, like we are the ones that have put this on, and you guys have, you guys have graced us with your presence, and I love that. So yeah, I'm I'm super looking forward to it. Not looking forward to the drive up, but you know it is what it is. 
I've never been to the expo, so I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's all right. Like it's it's uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, the expo itself is is really kind of neat. Uh, I, I don't usually get a lot of time when I run <laughs> these things to do anything, but maybe with a little bit of luck on Friday. So we'll see. Actually, that's something that's something that's worth talking about. Uh, so actually, what can people do in breaks, stuff like that? So. I haven't worked that out if we're going to have breaks in between. Sometimes for these bigger events, I like to sneak a break and a lunch in. We'll see. I need to talk to, to Tommy from Organized Play Events because ultimately he's the, uh, he's the guy who has to sign off on a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, for, for, if we do have a smaller break, and I'll say this on the day as well, uh, don't disappear. <laughs> don't go anywhere. <laughs> because you'll be late getting back um and then lunch we'll tend to we tend to do a little bit of a longer lunch for these bigger ones because you know for anyone to go and get food takes forever and then all that jazz we want to make sure people eat um we don't want people you know getting cranky um but when i give a time or you know the, for the next round to start that is the time the next round starts whether you're there or not Sounds so familiar that <laughs> yeah, I, I I've had I've had people disappear. Like I, I've had people just go away, and so oh, we thought we thought it was two hours. Like no, mate, <laughs> it was definitely not. You know, so that that's that. This is a two way street. I need to be super clear on the day of when I expect you guys to be back, uh, and equally. I need to, you know, you guys need to be, you guys need to be on time. Yeah. So. Just with that as well, um, will you be using the Facebook event page to make these, like put this information up as well as another yep. way of people to keep sort of eyes on information? Yes, absolutely. So between the Facebook event page, as well as uh, that we'll have, we'll just be printing out stuff and putting up, putting things up on, on boards and whatnot to say, Hey, lunch at this time, be back at this time. Round X starts at this time. Um, we'll, we'll use the Facebook event page as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there should be no reason you shouldn't know <laughs> what's going on. Um, and if you're not sure, you know, if you're about to disappear for lunch, Hey, find a judge and ask them what time, what time the next round starts, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but we'll make sure that everyone has the information so that nobody's, you know, nobody's in the dark on stuff. And yeah, I suppose with that as well, like, you know, whatever times Chris tells you just aim to be back before then, you know, don't be sort of walking back in the hall at that time because yeah, that's, you know, depending where we are in the hall as such, you know, you've, you've still got to walk up, you know, to the tables and find all that stuff. But no, I think, um, yeah, all being well, it should be a really good event. I'm looking forward to it. Same here. Well, I think... I think a go. go on, man. Go on, mate. Well, I was going to say, that the, other, the other thing, obviously, I just want to mention is um, we've got the Sith Taker Alt Arts, the Obi-Wan uh, Tatooine Alt Arts that Vector Squadron Creative have uh, done for us. So it's the Delta 7 and the uh, ETA uh, versions of Obi-Wan. Uh, me, Ben, and Liam will have one each for our opponents, 
and um, me and Ben will also have 50 of each. Uh, well, one of us will have 50 of the Delta 7s, one will have 50 of the Eaters um, for swapping for alt arts. So if you have uh, your club alt arts or anything, it could be ones that you've you've just traded in from the prize war and you just want to swap it. Uh, we will we'll be limited to one per person because we've only got 50 each. Um, so you can't suddenly come and trade in your alt art collection. Uh, you know, for, for your club at home. Um, but please come and say hello. Um, you know, this is oh, this, this podcasts branded. Um, you know, um, alt art. So it is kind of uh, you know something that we've done sort of for those who listen to the show as such. So yeah, come and trade your alt arts. Come and say hello, and we can talk about X Wing and you know, a laugh or two. Um, actually, on that as well, I will say that one eight six have just posted up. Uh, Louis Leong has done uh 186 uh objective token sets uh that look really nice like thin metal um so yeah they're good yeah i'm hoping to play a few of the 186 because not only may i get a chance of beating them uh but i can take those objective token sets off them as well i've just cursed myself now but you know they are now (laughs) man he makes really good stuff yeah and it's, yep. this stuff is it's great to see this is what premier events were about you know the tin squadrons would bring their you know their pasty target locks and their <laughs> um we had um the welsh lando cards and all that stuff um uh yeah so it's great to see all these like you know sort of club alt arts and group alt arts and other bits and bobs and a bit of trading going on um, my, so, yeah. my favorite my favorite is still um uh the uh Duelist squadrons uh whisper altar which is which is just a, a blank sp- it's just space <laughs> it's just stars because <laughs> she's because she's cloaked yeah yeah as she should be <laughs> it's still one of my favorites yeah I, uh... at the last sift taker open there's a guy and they play for um joe average joe's and he oh, literally yeah. brought a bag of wrenches <laughs> nice Although we did give Ed Holmes the biggest one, so you know, <laughs> not the smartest thing in the world. And, and that, I was going to say, like with the old arts as well, one of the nicest things for me as well was like the Monday following a big event was people posting pictures of all the, um, you know, the cards and all the you know tokens and swag and bits and bobs. They got. I may so, not have, I may not have placed top eight, but look at all these old arts I got from everybody. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, the, the you know the it it. it it progressed from the alt arts to the, uh, you know, with, with advent of 2.0, you know, well, here's my, my range, uh, my uh, uh, one forward, you know, with the, the, the cross marks for barrel rolling and stuff like that. Well, here's my squadron one, you know, things like that. It was, yeah, it's progressed from alt arts to, to those things. We I mean, I've got the target locks. Yeah, target locks are the other one. I, I've done some, um, uh, some bandit squadron. Uh, uh, scenario tokens but the um you know the, the scenario markers so, so you, you know i've 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 taken this objective and here's my bandit squadron marker on that objective i've got some red and blue ones i did a, i did a batch of those for the guys so yeah good fun i, I thoroughly enjoy it i used to have some bandit squadron stuff i don't know what happened to it probably oh, swallowed I, it you probably well you probably played against some of the guys at the uk system open i gave them a bunch of stuff to give out here go We'll give stuff to players. <laughs> It'll be in my little because I'm sad. I've got a little sad memory box of all things that reminds me of. <laughs> I'm a bit lame like that. <laughs> um, I think that's a good point to uh, 
move on. So just before we go, does anybody have any shout outs? Let's start with Chris because he's a guest. Uh, oh, you know, shout out to speaking of shout out to to the guys and uh, and Cow. She's she's moved to Finland now, so she's, but she's still honorary. Uh, a, a bandit squadron down in uh, Dice Saloon and uh, down in Lewis. Actually, we sort of got a, a we've got a satellite group that play out of Lewis now. Uh, but these guys have been they've they've been phenomenal. They really have. Uh, I've been I, I I was in Canada recently and I caught COVID while I was over there on the second week, which was so fr- over Easter, so frustrating. Uh, yeah, so I had to stay an extra like ten days because they're still super strict about it uh, with certain things, especially if you've come from in from a you know out of country and you catch COVID. Like they want to know about it, and you are going to isolate. So it was it was a bit frustrating. So but while while COVID itself was um, was the symptoms were minor, just like a you know bad flu. Uh, it was the after you know, it was the after effects. I found myself just unable to focus at all. Uh, like past three o'clock, I, I couldn't parse anything. I was reading emails four or five times going, I know there's something I have to do here, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'll read it one more time. Nope, still don't know. Uh, but, you know, while I was sort of, I, I couldn't even make announcements to say, hey, it's, it's Tuesday night, who's coming? That sort of stuff. Like my guys, my guys stepped up and just without me even asking, because I couldn't even talk to anyone, couldn't process the information. Uh, they they stepped up and you know, got everything running up and on their own and they've been great. They are a, a solid group of individuals. They really are. And the Dice Saloon guys. I mean, honestly, they without them there would be no Bandit Squadron. So if you're ever in Brighton, come on down to the Dice Saloon. We'll we'll play some games. Anything from you, Tim? Yeah, I'll just um, give a little shout out to my uh, Living La Vida Yoda team from the fan team event. <laughs> So that's uh, me, Joe Churchman, and Matt Hart. So we've made it into the uh, the semi-finals of the event. So we're playing. I think. Um, oh, what, what's the? Uh, I can't remember the name of their team now. Uh, Jar Jar Stinks or something. I can't remember now. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Dan Athy, Fun Walk, and Cormac Higgins. Um, so very bold move from Fun Walk to submit a uh, Darth Vader defender with an auto blaster. Um, so I've I've, 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 I've saved him his blushes and let him change it. Uh, for HLC, so uh, coward. Well, this is it. Like, I don't... Him in the game. <laughs> That's it. I should. I should, <laughs> I, I should wait until we're an hour into the game. And go. By the way, do you know that you you're playing with a band upgrade? And uh, yeah. Uh, so no, I I did point that out to them at the, at the start, so they have uh, fixed it. Um, but no, it's uh, you know, cheers to uh, Connor for running the event and. Uh, we're, it's, it seems to be the longest small team event ever, but we're we are in the uh, the final throes of it. Yeah, we've got um, Dom, Andreas, and Sam. I don't actually know Sam. No, I don't know him myself, but he's one of the Coventry guys. Oh, is he? I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. Well, this this is the nice thing about this event. So it is a random uh, three person team event. So. Um, I met Matt at Sift Taker Open. Uh, allegedly, I may have been a little drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, but, J- but Joe's from America, so I've never met the guy. I've chatted to him once or twice online. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to actually play in different groups and with different people. Uh, so we've obviously had our little group going on and just sort of sharing list ideas and stuff. So it's been quite nice to sort of uh, chat to people outside your normal playing group. 
mine was really hard because I got paired with Liam and Chris, people who I know really well already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you got any shout outs, Liam? Uh, I'm going to shout at Boarding Brum because I have to. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's who I am. It's kind and, of you. Uh, I'll shout out uh, Firestorm uh, in Newport as well as the XR Squadron guys for running the event. It was well run. Cool. Oh, actually, speaking of Firestorm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to step on you. Uh, they should be, if I remember, if all goes well, they should be streaming the event. Oh, uh, uh, Firecast. Firecast. Firecast, sorry, yes, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. No, no, it's, it's, it's a good one. So, yeah, Nick Harris uh, is streaming. Um, I think Dom is playing. I'm not sure if Pond's there, if he's... Yeah, uh, sure. Phil should be, yeah, Phil, Phil should be playing. Cool. Um, so... Yep. Yeah, on. Um, so yeah, Firecast Focus, you can find them on Twitch. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're much, you know, they probably won't do the Friday, Friday night stream. They might do some test streams in the afternoon on Friday, but they won't be doing their usual 8 p.m. stream because the hall will be closed, I, I imagine, and will be chucked out by then. So, um, but yeah, Firecast Focus on Twitch. Cool. And I'm just going to shout out Liam and Chris because they have both been they've both been great um, teammates. I, I don't often Aww. get to Liam in public, so you know. <laughs> you get sent night me- nice messages privately, just not on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right. So anyway, um, it's goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Uh, goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. And we'll see you all next time. Well, actually, might see you all at the expo, actually. Yeah, see you at the expo. I hope so. Go to school, I just want to break the-